everyone, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. Thank you all for joining us today, and I hope you're all doing fantabulous. And fantabulous is fantastic and fabulous. Put together, twice as nice saves time. And uh, today is a special, special, special day because I have a special guest today. And his name is Jerome Evans, the host of Bottomless Coffee with Jerome, um, which can be seen on Channel 6 or on mcn6.org and on demand on the MCN6 Roku channel or stream through the Bottomless Coffee YouTube channel. And of course, you can listen on every major podcast platform. Did I cover that good? You did. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, Philip. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it sounds really impressive when you read it out loud. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, you know, I, I had to cover every base because you're on everything, you know. Anyway, welcome to the Downright Upper Show, Jerome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. It's a to be pleasure here. to have you. Do you have any plans before we start for Thanksgiving? You're going to be doing anything exciting, or you, like we said on your show, we're, we're very boring gays. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I go to my uh, husband's family to celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. um, I don't remember which aunt we're going to uh, this holiday, mm-hmm. but the spread is all, always really good. And um, he's got an aunt Linda. Who loves wine? And so I always come in, oh, well, yeah. I find Aunt Linda. Who doesn't? You know what I mean? She's got the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So before we get into your position as curator of Bottomless Coffee with Jerome, I love that title too, I always ask my guests about their earlier life, such as where you were born, raised, went to school, and throw in some memories that stick in your mind from that time. Oh, that's so fun. Um, you know, I just gave a speech to... Um, Quorum, the Twin Cities Chamber of Commerce, about National Coming Out Day. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I went to school in Cobb County, Georgia, but it was a performing arts high school. Were you and born so, there as well? No, no, no. I was born in South Carolina. Oh. Um, but I was in high school there and um, at this performing arts high school. And, you know, they bust in all of the singers, actors, dancers, and what have you from our 700 thousand person large county and so it was it was a bit like going to like fame if you remember the movie fame or like glee um where like everyone was gay you know <laughs> okay okay it was just wonderful and i think um i'm not gay just my husband is just your husband yeah <laughs> just kidding <laughs> well that's just part of my upbringing that i really like appreciate now as i've gotten older is that you know my coming out experience wasn't was I think the experience that we're all fighting for, for everyone, where you you are who you are with no shame, no judgment, right. um, and so much joy all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you came out, was it traumatic for you or Not was it all. seamless for you? Seamless. Seamless. My friend told me. Um, she was, Your she, friend told you? She, yeah, we were in the cafeteria. By the way. <laughs> she was like, oh, I think you're gay. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Because <laughs> I think it's like ninth grade or something. And then she described it. And I was like, oh, all those things with those boys? Yes. Oh, oh then yes. Mm-hmm. And I was born in the 60s. So when I came out, it was the 70s. And it was not seamless, obviously. Right. New York with all the macho boys there and uh, picking on me and... 
but we're not going to we're going to be positive. Yeah, I'm today. just going to say, isn't it wonderful that as we advance yes. our queer community, that it's getting easier and easier for people to come out, or even not even really have to come out mm-hmm. um, over time, which is just lovely. Yeah, and and they have you know um, gay straight alliances in the schools today, which mm-hmm. was unheard of when I went to school. It's so good to have that community of people who kind of understand what you're going through and share your yeah. concerns and your joys and your and your fears. Um, I love that they have that in schools now. It's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and they want to take the books out that that validate uh, LGBT people. So that's another issue that you know we we, we really have to address because um, you know we we talk about all communities in schools and why leave one out. You know, it's kind of absurd. 100% agree with you. And it's deeply frustrating to see um, how conservative, I, would, I think conservative, I think it's fair to say conservative politicians at the local level are really trying to drag us back into the closet as a community. But you know what? We're not going back. Oh, <laughs> honey. Let me tell you. Yeah. When the closet door is closed, guess what? You can't breathe. You know what? We came so. you came out during a tough time when it was traumatic and there were probably no queer books mm-hmm. in oh, the God, library no. well, anyway. Except uh, uh, well, I was on a JP's show. Mm. Um this queer book saved my life and there was one book that I read, The Homosexualization of America, and the author who's still alive is in his 80s. God bless him. He's amazing. Mm. Um he was a guest on the show too. So I was able to meet the author of the wow. book. That's what's so great about a show. And I'm plugging your show, JP, just so you know. Um, so, yeah, did you say, want to say that's something? That's wonderful. That's just that's just fantastic that JP was able to put, put that together. I'll have to yeah, yeah, yeah. see if JP will come on my show sometime. I hope he does. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and, and I hope you go on his show. Because, Why not? Yeah, do you have a book that saved your life? Oh, my gosh. Um, not at this time, but oh, I'll have well, to look think, back on the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, do that. Because... Um, there's always a, like a TV character. See, for me, it was a, that book, but also TV characters. And, you know, there was like one t- positive representation of gay people in the 70s. It was on soap. Oh, okay. And um, um, what's his name uh, from Harry Met Sally? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm blanking. I don't recall. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. But, but you know what? I, even as you were speaking, I was trying to recall a black gay character that would have been on television when I was growing up. Was there? And I, I don't think so. And then even if there had been, I can't imagine that it would have been a positive light mm-hmm. shined. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to do some deep thinking. Okay. So how did you become interested in hosting Bottomless Coffee with Jerome? Was there oh. a particular experience that planted the seed uh, yeah, for you know interest what? in that? I ran for a state representative back mm-hmm. in 2019, 2020. Um, I was the, oh my gosh, you really, you really take me back here. I was the chair of our neighborhood association, the Nokomis East Neighborhood Association. And the Blue Line train runs through our mm. neighborhood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a nonprofit had wrapped the train in um, like an advertisement. But the advertisement said that Minnesota is the worst in the country for our children of color. Now, my husband and I were talking about uh, growing our family at that time. And it was like, wait a minute, if we have a child that looks like me, then according to the train, (laughs) they will receive a worse education than if we have a child that looks like my white husband. Mm -hmm. And um, that that did not sit right with me. Uh, That was not upright, if you will. Um, And so I ran uh, for office on 
a platform really focused around uh, equity in our education system. I didn't win, but my supporters were like, oh, we can't lose your voice. Like you've, you've really gone through all that work of like finding yourself and what you stand for and what you believe in. And so you've got to keep using your voice. But we were on lockdown during this time. Mm. And so I was like, well, I can't do much anyway. And I do have this equipment here. And so we started what was first a podcast called Bottomless Coffee Podcast. And it was called Bottomless Coffee because, again, being on lockdown and people exploring like Zoom and what have you for work, there were people who were wearing like button downs up top and not very much on the bottom, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so. true. A lot of Zoom calls. Yeah. And so the name is a little cheeky. I yeah. did not expect for it to stick for as long as it has, but... Here we are, and we're just going to keep rolling with it. Oh, I love that. But I love the title. I really do. Me too. And I love your merch. Oh, thank you. I think maybe the Downright Upright show should have some merch soon. Um, I would love a mug. Yeah. I, I'll, yeah. yeah. As soon as I get that together, I you will be the first one thank that you. gets one. I'm going to hold you to that. Or a T-shirt. You know? <laughs> anyway, so um, would you describe the nature of your show? So what... It, um, what what is what is it about? Uh, what's the aim, the target, yeah. um, and, and um, what do you what do you aim to um, you know give the audience yep. from your show? So the goal of every episode is for our audience to leave feeling inspired and empowered to make the world around them just a little bit better, because that's all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but trying to do that as one person on your own, you know, the most you're going to achieve is just one person making the world around themselves just a, just a little bit better. Right. But if you scale it out, if you if you broadcast your message to audiences all over the world and everyone's working kind of towards that similar goal of improving things for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes the world just a little bit better of a place, mm -hmm. which is nice. And your guests are very um, – you have amazing guests. I've been very, very blessed in that department. Yeah. I think because in the early days, um, we kind of established that we're going we're gonna to have fun and we're going to tell the truth. And one thing you don't really hear a lot on television is just like the unadulterated truth of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and so when you give people that platform, people who don't traditionally get the mic, um, like my guests, and they get to say whatever is on their mind, um, sometimes I'm even surprised by what comes out. Uh, in our first episode of the television show, we had Zaylor Stout come on, and he wrote the book, um, Our Gay History in 50 States. And we, I was trying to get to him as to, to figure out, like, where does this grit come from for him? Um, and a moment where he really realized that he could do something special. And he described how he was in L.A. Uh, he had started, similar to a gay-straight alliance, like a black student union, Mm. And some Aryans uh, got wind of it, and they thought, well, we should start a white student union. Or Are you it. kidding me? Oh, no. No, this is all in the episode and all streaming, just like you mentioned. Um, but he got he got punched in the face and called a racial epithet. And oh, no. this is all, this is in the first, like, seven minutes of my first episode <laughs> of my first television show. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the television version. Oh, yes, dear. It was so well, but you know what? Um, in that moment, I thought this is what people need to hear because mm -hmm. no one's putting that on television. Yeah. You know, and no one like people need to understand that when you are fighting for equality, there will be resistance. Oh, absolutely. And that resistance can take very many different forms, not always physical, thank mm -hmm. goodness. But, 
you know, no less impactful for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went through a lot coming out myself. Mm. It was not pleasant. I was I was hit and called names and. Oh my gosh! But I'm it's so the, sorry. Yeah, it's the seventies. You know. Well, it, that's it's, it's progressing. You if know. that's what you need to do to give them that forgiveness, and that's a, that's okay. But it wasn't right. It wasn't yeah. right then. It's not right now. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. Um, by the way, you had a, you had a guest on your show named Philip Anthony. Um, oh. How was that? <laughs> um, the magnificent <laughs> Philip Anthony graced us with his presence on the show. I had a blast on your show. Your I, episode I must is say. really fun. It was. Yes. I mean, I you know, your producer, your director even said it was great. It was, you know, it's a lot of, you know, good positive vibes back and forth. And, yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you again for uh, giving me the platform to talk about my show. Oh, and, you're doing really great work, of course. Oh, thank you. Yes. And, and I'm giving you re- reciprocity. Uh, I want to talk about bottomless coffee, and we, you and I, actually, let's go back to bottomless coffee. You and I were both both had the pleasure of having the same two guests on our show, hmm. right? We had um, Ellie Krug, who has a show here, uh, Ellie Two Point on AM amazing. Nine Fifty. Yeah, it was amazing. And we also had Bianca Vernig, who won her primary. <gasps> did you know that? I did not know that. See, I'm a bearer of good news. Oh, that's fantastic. See, I'm uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> and she's running uh, her, her oh, sugar. I can't State remember. representative. Yes, but she, I'm trying to remember the date of the of the of the general. It's in December. Look it, it up. Look it up on the um, on yeah. the website. And um, yeah, so get out and vote for for Bianca. And, Absolutely, and, she's and, phenomenal. She came on my show wearing a shirt that says "Public Health Saves Lives," and she's one of those people who. Um, when your kids were going to school and at risk for COVID, she mm. was involved in the pandemic planning to keep them safe. She was involved in the decisions at the school board level mm. to keep your kids safe. I mean, she's she's honestly the real deal, and I'm so proud of her for having yeah. won that primary. And she also talked to you on your show about her, her work with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Which is incredible. It, I mean, she, she's a very busy woman, is what I'll say. Um, and she's she's helped get people vaccinated. I, I believe she might have even had a mobile clinic or been part of an association that was like driving around mm-hmm. vaccinating people. Um, but she's an empath, big time. Oh, is she? Okay, I didn't oh, catch that. I, yes, she's doing all of this for the community. Yeah, I mean, and she's selfless. And I agree with that. I love it. You know. Anyway, so um, so you've had a lot of guests on your show, like oh. a myriad. I mean, there's always more to there's always more to say. There are always more people to platform. But can you yeah. can you talk about a couple of the most memorable ones that come to your mind that you want to let the audience know about? Yeah. Um, because I had, I think, forty eight shows already or something like that, so I can't even remember the people. But um, so we mentioned Zaylor Stout was guest number one. That was guest number one. Yeah. Um, one of our most popular videos is featuring Dr. Zeke McKinney who will be coming back on again in early 2024. And I think what really resonated there is um, this doctor's uh, conversation on the hierarchy of control, which is like, what can you do to keep yourself safe from COVID-19? Because that was the subject of that show. Um, And he talked about how when employees are being called back into the office, this is what the employers need to do to keep their community safe. Like, you know, vaccination is kind of like the last step that can be taken to keep you safe but mm-hmm. you can do a whole lot more 
ahead of that. There were like four or five more steps previous mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's really dynamic. Mm-hmm. He's really fun. And he's so grounded and real. Um, that's, that's definitely one to watch. Anybody else you want to talk about? Oh, my gosh. That comes uh, to your mind? All of them. I love, <laughs> it's hard, I love all right? of my children. Yeah, <laughs> love my children. Love all my children. I can tell you, ooh, um, you know, uh, we had a trans focus at the early part of this season because we're in our second season now. So we had Ellie come on first. She was the first guest of the second season. But then right after Ellie, we had Dr. John Gaterman come on. And John is a gender-affirming care doctor. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to make sure I platformed the voice of a trans person first. And then really get into, like, what does it take to get to where Ellie is, where you're an out, proud, and thriving mm-hmm. individual. Um, and I very intentionally wanted to push back against all of those armchair gender-affirming care experts that came out of the woodwork um, to pass all of that crazy legislation. Oh, yeah. My, you know, if you want to know my opinion. Oh, about please. It, you know, I might as well throw it out there. Um, <laughs> no, my audience probably knows. I've said it many times. It's not of anybody's business, personally. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're getting involved in people's lives, and that's disturbing. Um, they're, they're, you, know, you know who should be involved with the child? The parent and the doctor. Yeah. That's right. a medical professional. And a parent who knows what's best for their child. Yes. The government has no business talking about this issue in the first place. No. Just like it doesn't have uh, any business talking about, you know, gay people, you know, whether we could get married or not. Completely agree. nuts. It's crazy town, banana (laughs) pants. (laughs) It's crazy. See, I had to use it because – let the listeners know. You can tell them. <laughs> well, that's just something safe that you can say on television. That yeah. <laughs> when, when you're at a loss for words to describe something. I told, I told you on the show. I said I was stealing it. Remember? Thank you for doing that. I stole it. Yes. So I'm using it. Crazy Town Banana Pants absolutely describes it. Yeah. So, so I'm going to move on. To, so th- that's about, you know, the guests that you, you, you had on, you know. Are there any people that you're looking forward to seeing in your future shows or um, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Have you, um, are you familiar with Queer Space Collective? Vaguely. They are a nonprofit that helps provide mentorship to queer youth. Mm. I know, right? Isn't that wonderful? And That's so great, um, yeah. they're, uh, I don't know if she, she's the founder, but I don't know if she's still executive director or what her position is, but her name is Nikki. Mm. And she will be coming on, um, and I believe that episode will air in either January or February. Send her my way. Oh, we'll do. <laughs> we got to get our voice out there, too. Yes. That sounds like an amazing idea. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota's got some wonderful organizations for our community, but, you know, they need money and they need support, um, and we got to keep platforming them. Mm-hmm. Out Front is also a great organization. Mm-hmm. You know, AM950 um, had an event. We were invited, and we had a table uh, at Outfront, amazing work they do. And uh, Scott Dibble was there and a bunch of um, pro-LGBTQ representatives. So um, thank you for, for uh, Outfront. And um, and I'm looking forward to learning more about – what's her name one more time? Nikki. Nikki. Okay. Hi, Nikki. Hey, Nikki. My name's Philip. Um, <laughs> anyway, come on my show. Um, 
So, uh, so every show depends on sponsors and advertisers. So, you, I know that you your show um, has. We are funded through a grant by the Minnesota Department of Health. That's what I wanted to aim at. Yeah, can you talk about that? Uh, how important that is for your show? Oh, it's critical. It's it's what keeps yeah. us on the air, um, and and it enables us to platform those people with authentic stories rather than people who are just going to get the clicks, mm-hmm. because um, because we stream like. Very likely at the second half of 2024, we're going to transition into uh, monetization on YouTube. And so it'll become really important that the people who come on are able to bring in What does that mean? I, um, excuse me. I, I yeah. didn't interrupt you. What, what does monetization mean? Like you're going to – when you, when you got to have adverti- advertisements and stuff YouTube like? is the advertiser in that case. Okay. Um, and so what will be important is just the number of views that you get on your content. And that's why you see influencers right. and YouTubers doing all this crazy stuff. Because crazy all, town banana pants all stuff. All the crazy town banana pants stuff <laughs> cuts through the noise. Yeah. Um, and I am not super interested in doing crazy stuff. But I think that at this point we've built up enough of an audience mm-hmm. to where we can get some, some authentic views and hopefully continue to support the show. Mm-hmm. Wow. I you know I I I love the fact that the 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 health um, what, what is it the uh, Minnesota, Minnesota Department Department of health. of health is is doing that because it's wonderful that we're getting the news out about COVID vaccines. Yes, and we were also supported for getting the news out about uh, monkeypox, uh, mpox now. And I should go ahead and make this uh, announcement. Please. Yes, uh, we were recently awarded. I believe it's called a Prism Grant from the organization P Fund. Um, and so they're we're being it's a queer organization that supports queer business owners, uh, and so they awarded Bottomless Coffee a grant, presumably to oh, produce more wow. shows. Congrats! Thank you very That's much. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys must watch this show, Please Channel see. Six. It's great. It's on um, every month. There's a new show, right? <laughs> it's on a lot. Yeah, it's on a lot. I was <laughs> I saw myself ad nauseum. Uh, I told you I have a face for radio. Oh That's why I'm doing radio. <laughs> uh, TV is kind of, you know, not my bag. But I, 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 I was sitting in the chair and I was trying to be as uh, cool and calm and collected as possible. Listen, but, uh, you looked great. You sounded great. You. The message was fantastic. The vibes were on point. It was wonderful. Thank you. And I feel the same about you. Thank you. Thank you for making me so comfortable. I appreciate that. Uh, we're in, we're, by the way, this is the Mutual Admiration Society here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, that's what's going on today, folks. It's, it's called friendship. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. I, 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 I'm building a great friendship with you, and I hope this goes on and on and on forever. Because Amen. You, you're an amazing person. Um, so we are both members. This is, you know, it goes without saying. We are both members of the LGBTQ community. And how important do you think our perspective Mm. Uh, shows, your show, my show, uh, are for important voices uh, at at this time, because we're being marginalized, uh, how important is it for our voices to get out there? You know, it's so interesting. I This has not aired yet. This will probably air in December or January. Mm-hmm. But um, I've taken the podcast to be more YouTube-focused, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so I rented out a space, and my friend Simon Gettle and I um, talked through the queer experience. And we really seem to think that the um, that being able to critique society at large comes from the way that society kind of views us 
um, one of the kind of the intersection of the, the L, the B, the T, the Q, the I, the A plus is that society looks at us and it's like, oh, you are different. You are other. But what I don't think society at large appreciates is that we look at them and we're like, oh, you could do a lot of things differently. <laughs> you know, if you just listen to us, we could tell you some some improvements that you could make to the way things are run around here. Oh, yeah. um, and I think that's unique to the queer experience. And in this time when, you know, it kind of feels like the the wheels are falling off of this country. It's scary uh, times. It's it's scary times. This is a really great time to elevate those voices that are trying to help, that are trying to make things better. Yes. Um, I do believe that a rising tide lifts all voices, lifts all boats, all boats, um, and uh, that if we are more involved in the process and in the system and working to make things better for all of us, then uh, things will be a little bit less crazy town banana pants around here. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, when I was on your show, we were talking about how they uh, always tried to, in the old days, tried to make gays freaky. Mm -hmm. You know, that when, when we had pride parades, the, the mm -hmm. TV, because um, I remember this, like, you know, like, the, you know, it was yesterday. They'd find the weirdest person in, mm -hmm. in the parade mm -hmm. or in the crowd who's doing the most outlandish things and put it on TV and show everybody, this is what gay people do. Um, and and I and you and I were discussing how damn boring we are. I know, right? I clean my house, like you said. You clean your house. Talk about a sagging foundation in your house and all this stuff. I I, I just I just don't get how people. There's crazy people in every group. I mean, you know, the, why would you zero in on those people and make us look like we're like crazy town banana pants? Yeah, I left my uh, I left my house to do the show, and I said to my husband. You know what are you what are you gonna do while I'm gone? He's like, well, it's just it's, it seems dusty here. I'm just gonna I'm just Dust. gonna clean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have to tell you something. We have now come to the part of the show I like to call the shift. Oh, okay, already. Wow. We're, yeah, we're moving along, and it's like a lightning round. The shift. Um, don't forget to say the F, please, because if you don't say the F, we have problems, right? Noted. The shift. Shifta. Shifta. Yeah, that's what we'll say. And the shift is when we uh, shift the questioning away from your personal journey and towards current events, which sometimes could be a little bleak, but we're going to try to uplift a little bit. Okay? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so, um, and I haven't had um, a question from my guests about the uh, twice impeached ex-president for a really, really long time because I try to keep him out of my mind, you know. But something re recently just happened, which gave me the chills you know it really scared me to death so i'm going to tell you what what i'm going to read it off here because i don't want to misquote jenna ellis because she was um in a video uh of the uh georgia prosecutors october 23rd proffer session um uh, you know who jenna ellis is she was his uh voldemort's past attorney yes. you know Vol voldemort is right yeah, I, I know who Voldemort is, and I know who Jenna Ellis is. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so she said that one of uh, his top White House aides, Dan Scavino, allegedly told her, quote, this is a quote, in an excited tone at a White House Christmas party weeks after the 2020 election, that, quote, the boss is not going to leave office under any circumstances. He's not leaving. He lost the election, but he's not leaving. That's what was reported that Jenna Ellis said that Dan Scavino told her. Mm. 
what do you say about this apparent attempt? This is a coup d'etat, basically. An attempted coup d'etat. Luckily, it didn't succeed. Uh, we, otherwise, we'd have a Putin-esque government. Yeah. So any thoughts about that? Well, we, d we did see um, a coordinated attempt. Well, it's certainly alleged to be, I think, indicted. Uh, so I think it's fair to say that we, we did see uh, a coordinated attempt to try to overthrow our democracy. And I think we should all be very concerned about the possibility of him um, coming into office again, mm -hmm. because it's it's it, it's been what six seven years now, um, and a lot of people don't really think about our population in the long term, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we have we have people now who were not able to vote for Trump before, but who experienced his reign, let's call it. Mm -hmm. And that's what they know. You know, they came of age and they grew up and they, they were, they were some of them apparently still support, support it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we have people who voted for him before mm -hmm. that witnessed the events of January 6th and plan on voting for him again. Yeah. They, they understand his authoritarian impulses and they support it. Yeah. They are, we have to outvote them. We, frankly, we should just be really grateful yeah. That they're still abiding by the democratic process at all, yeah. Um, and that he is uh, running for election and not just trying to gather an army or try to overcome oh it in some other way. Oh my God! But there, there, there was talk. Uh, there was a news program that he was thinking of, uh, you know, doing, um, you know, martial uh, executing martial law. Yes. There's a lot of scary things that that he was going to do. Yes. And people out there must vote. You must. You really do have because to Because if you don't vote, you're going to live in a Putin-esque country. Absolutely. And that's it. Um, so let's get through some of these in the lightning round form. Oh, okay. I thought that no, no, was No, no, no. We're, we're good. Okay. No, I'm, 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 I'm always got an eye out. <laughs> uh, President Biden and uh, Chinese leader Xi Jinping agreed to open a presidential hotline between the two countries and to curb fentanyl production. So that was very productive, that mm. meeting. The military relationship between the two countries was cut off in direct response to Nancy Pelosi's um, visit to Taiwan. Remember that? It was yeah. last year. Um, do you think this meeting was productive? and uh, Or should we not have participated in any detente with China? What's oh. your opinion on that? Do you think it was productive? Oh, that's, that's so interesting. Um, so I did go to school and major in international relations. And so I do, uh, for, for quite some time, I've monitored, not monitored is a strong word, casually observed China's rise. And I, I think um, yeah. going again to that long-term view, I think China thinks on like the, the very long-term view, like for the duration of the human race's time on the planet Earth, mm -hmm. they want to be... The dominant culture. They think their culture is the best, um, and everyone is better off under their culture. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the United States, at this point, is able to really participate at that level. Um, I think because of our our process, we kind of go from like a eight, from one eight years to another eight years. <laughs> and that's the that's the way we kind of. That's think why of democracy is very shaky because uh, it can fall at any moment. You know. That's true. And. 
being such a divided country, that's what frightens me because they, they take advantage of that. They know you need a strong man to keep your country. You can't go by democracy, you know. And if you have a strong man, you have to do whatever they say. Mm. You have to wake up at whatever time they tell you to wake up, go to sleep whatever time, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's a dictatorship, basically, and it's frightening. And um, so, yeah. Well, certainly anti-democratic. For sure. Well, yeah. And I, I really think we could benefit from um, taking that really long view mm -hmm. of what we do, mm -hmm. um, what our country does around the world, and what that's going to look like 100 years, 200 years, 1,000 years down, yeah, and whether yeah. or not that'll be for the best. Yeah, yeah. So breaking a couple of days ago, the Supreme Court said that Florida cannot enforce the Protection of Children Act imposed by Ron DeSantis, the governor, which prohibits drag shows which, by the way, are not uh, sexually explicit all the time. No. Very, actually, the minority of them are, um, to be attended by children. Uh, Justice Thomas Alito and Gorsuch, the, you know, the three stooges, I call them, uh, were the three justices that dissented and would have permitted anti-drag show law to proceed. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, I think all of this anti-drag stuff is so so dumb. It's entertainment. <laughs> the, the, this you idea know. that the government should decide what men should wear or not be able to wear. Or women. Or wear. Where they can mm -hmm. wear. Well, mm -hmm. you know what? You know what's interesting? I am much less surprised by any attempt of the government to regulate women than I am by the attempts to regulate men. Mm -hmm. Because we, we are in a patriarchal society. True. And typically... Men don't stand for it, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah typically. I, I don't know a lot about uh, cis heterosexual culture, not as much as I used to. Right, but right, you right. guys you used to stand up for your rights. <laughs> used to. You used to. And, and now, now it's becoming crazy town banana pants. You know, now you're voting for people who are telling you what you can and cannot wear, and that's a little absurd. Yep, exactly. So um, now this one's a, this is a question I, I love. Mm -hmm. um, Representative George DeVolder Santos of New York. You know who he is, right? <laughs> I have heard of him. Or yes. if you want to use his drag name, it's Kitara. <laughs> that was his drag name when he lived in Brazil. Anyway. He announced he would not be running for a second term, coincidentally right after um, a damning and long-awaited ethics committee report. So mm -hmm. the ethics report was not shining a bright light on him. Mm -hmm. um, the report claims Santos used campaign money for himself, like going on trips, getting Botox treatments and cosmetic procedures. He's going to need more than that. Um, well, that was mean, wasn't it? I shouldn't be mean. Mm. And that violates criminal law. House Ethics Committee Chairman Mississippi Republican Michael Guest uh, just made a motion to expel him mm -hmm. uh, from the House. Any thoughts about Mr. DeVolder, uh, Katara, Oh, my gosh. I have, Santos, I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, Mary. what what <laughs> difference do you think it makes that he announced that he's not going to run, re, run for re-election? He's such a liar. <laughs> oh my God! His whole oh, you know what? I, I can't believe yeah. anything that he says. That they need oh to God. expel him from Congress. And I will. I will also say that if we recall the impeachment proceedings for uh, Voldemort, President Voldemort, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we should have we impeached him. We should have convicted him of impeachment in the Senate. Uh, it was a mistake not to do that. This is almost like a redo. You've got another liar. In office, you got another person behaving improperly. Yeah. It's time to do the right thing yeah. and expel him from Congress. But you know why they they didn't, ex at the, uh, you know, at the on onset, why they didn't do it? Because they had teeny, teeny, teeny 
a majority in the House. Remember, mm -hmm. it was like I, I don't even know what it is anymore. Um, yeah. So they're afraid if they get rid of him, they'll even it'll be even less. And that's, I mean, that's no, that's yeah. fair. That's the leverage that he brings to the table, right? Um, and so I understand. But I he understand said his parents calculus. were in nine eleven. They, you know, in in the twin towers. Um, his, uh, his uh, another parent, or I don't know. There's so many stories I can't even, you know, gather them into a, a you know a group. Um, that he uh, somebody survived the Holocaust. Um, one of his relatives. You know, it's been time for him to go for a very long time. Yeah, there was, it's there was, really unfortunate that they ever voted for him in the first place. Um, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Yeah. But he beat um, that district is very purple, uh, mm. from what I'm hearing in New York, and um, I don't think it's going to be purple much longer. I, I, in, in I, my view, I think they'll the, be doing their homework on their candidates in the next election. Cycle. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, it's amazing how you can. Um, you know, just say whatever you want and nobody can verify it. You know, it just went through and that's why he won because he sounded like the perfect candidate. But he means how he's the total opposite of that. Yeah. So it, it, it's crazy town banana pants again. <laughs> Very much See, so. that's why I love the board because I'm going to be using it on the show because it makes me, it, it's a perfect description of, of what's going on in the world today, right? Yeah. So um, we have five minutes to go. In the whole so, show? In the whole show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and I like to end the show uh, like an open forum, you know, to oh. talk about um, whatever's on your mind, whatever's on my mind, and talk to the audience about our concerns. So uh, I want to open open it up to you. Um, you have anything you would like to discuss that we haven't talked about that you find really important that we can, you know, address on the show today? I think we could stand to talk even just briefly in this five minutes about mental health. Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, we're all going through something and it's a bit, it feels a bit more severe for some people than for others. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not sure that collectively we're paying a lot of attention to it. Um, mm -hmm. But all of these things that are happening, all of this crazy town banana pants business that we're talking about, it takes its toll. Uh -huh. um, and I think some of us individually are able to, you know, we can meditate in the morning, we can sit quietly or what have you, we can kind of recenter ourselves. A lot of people cannot do that. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it shows. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, if you're listening and you haven't taken a moment to kind of unclench your jaw and relax your shoulders, you know, remember to just remember to take care of yourself and your mental health. It's really critical. Well, I can piggyback on that. Hmm. I w it's funny that we were, we're reading each other's minds today. I, w <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, the problem in essence is that we don't have health care in this country that for, for equal health care for everyone. Um, because if people had access to see someone for whatever they're going through, like you mentioned, yeah. it, it would be less. There'd be less of these mass shootings because people are, you know, have no access mm -hmm. to um, mental health. Um, and, um, yeah, and other countries don't have this issue. But we have, well, guns are like, you know, that's my big thing now. Um, the Look, my family, they, they hunt. Great. Go hunting. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. Go hunting. But you don't need an AR-15 
with 7,000 bullets that are uh, human piercing bullets that can explode in your body and you can't even those kids that that they that were killed in in, in all those shootings mm -hmm. I don't even want to name them all because I could be here for two two weeks mm -hmm. um, they couldn't identify the, the kids did That's you terrible yeah because the bullets explode inside of them and destroy their body it's completely yeah. unrecognizable this is um this is like a different vibe for me telling you to unclench your jaw and relax your shoulders. Uh, if you want if you want to have a clenched jaw and tense shoulders, go watch YouTube videos of what the AR-15 bullets do to the human body, because um, there are demonstrations on there, and it's mm -hmm. just they're they're not graphic. They'll shoot them into a dummy or what have you, mm -hmm. but it's really it's really horrifying. It is, and and, and it's an offensive weapon. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I talk about this on my show. If you have, a, if you live in your house and you want to protect your house, great. Have a have a pistol. You know. Yeah. But um, normally, normal times, fifty people will not be trying to rob you at the same time in your house. <laughs> that you need that many bullets to explode, <laughs> blow it inside a person. But I mean, really, think it's just absurd yeah. to me that you would need need that many bullets and that kind of a gun with such power. That people, you know, are un unrecognizable after they're shot. So, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so unfortunately, um, I must close the show now. Oh. I know it's, it's close. Um, well, can I uh, can I remind people? Yes. Um, just go to bottomlesscoffeeshow.com and you can stream all of our podcast episodes, TV show episodes, other YouTube videos, and you can find my direct contact information on. Instagram or my email, Jerome at bottomlesscoffeeshow.com. And you'll really love the show, guys. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm not pulling your leg. Is that, is that, that's, that's still is, fair. Is, is that still fair? <laughs> so uh, for more information about Jerome Evans. Oh, great. And Bottomless Coffee with Jerome. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, you can go to bottomlesscoffeeshow.com. And uh, one more time, can you tell the audience, uh, uh, you know, uh, that the, the, the um, forums... Fora? What's the plural? Uh, where they can see you. Channel 6. Oh, yes. MCN6, YouTube. MCN6 has Roku. a Roku channel mm -hmm. um, and all major podcast platforms. Absolutely. And thank you, Jerome, for being a guest on the Downright Upright show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Love you. And I can't wait. I hope you come back again. Will you? Yeah. Okay. And to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us today. Please look out for more of the Downright Upright show in the future. AM950radio.com slash events slash Philip with one L. And finally, thank you to the amazing audience for supporting the show with your subs and clicks. And I'm going to wave goodbye. I love you. Bye.